Um, I would also like a sliver of your finest pepperoni, just one. And yes, um, that should be it. Oh, what's my library card, you say? Um, it is... Wait a second. I thought this was the pizza store. All right, fine. I'll just... I'll order a Moby Dick with an extra side of Catcher in the Rye. Thank you. All right, I'll pick it up in two hours. Why do you always order right as soon as we're about to go on? Because I don't know how to time management. Manage. <laughs> See, I didn't know even know how to manage that sentence. <laughs> but uh, cool, I'm going to get Moby Dick. Which what I is that? It is a sperm whale book. About oh. Apparently whaling and... Libraries are delivering these days, huh? Yes, it's cool. And uh, it's funny, too, because the, the, the library book person... It looks exactly like a pizza person, you know, like, oh, yeah, like the stereotypical, like extra, extra large pizza for Zach Ferguson. Yeah. And they're always greasy. Mm -hmm. Well, for some reason, you can hear uh, it through the phone. The yeah, the the library. Well, when they deliver and they go like Moby Dick with Catcher (laughs) Ruff, Mrs. Zach. That doesn't sound like a stoner. It sounds almost like I go into British a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. Hey, Moby Dick with some catcher in the rye. Are you a fan of uh, of Herman Marville? Herman Marville is, is that that's who did Moby Dick, right? I think so. Um, I, I am uh, just a uh, oh hi everybody. By the way, I I guess I didn't give my name for the library person. But oh wow, you got it right, Herman Melville. Nice, you fan of Herman Melville, man? Do you know what year it came out? Nineteen forty-two, dude. Fifty-one, close enough. Nice, though. close enough. Uh, Catcher in the Rye, as we all know, is uh, J. D. Selinger. Wow. Let's just go through some books. And this is what the program's about. By the way, I'm Zachary Ferg. Oh, I did say my name, Zachary Ferguson. Yes, you did. And I'm the 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 board op, oh board op. peeking there, uh, the board op slash co-host. Um, so if you hear any artificial sounds or artifacts or whatever the term is, um, that's that's my fault. That's my fault. I also think I, I realized that I, I think some of the the earlier episodes were a bit too loud. Because mm. um, when I re-listened to them, they uh, weren't necessarily peaking, but it was kind of. Uh, it was very. It was very loud. This sounds good. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, also, I, I can really control the 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 headpiece. I can tr- control how loud and soft. Like I can turn this all the way up for you. Oh, can you leave it like that? You want this? Yeah, because now I can actually hear myself. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Technical stuff out of the way. There we go. Um, but yeah, we are a movie podcast, a movie TV. We don't really talk about books very much, mm. but um. Our guests, you know, may have to vary. Yeah. I have right s- now, I'm. are you reading any books? No, unfortunately. I mean, of course, uh, on my nightstand, I have The Devil's Candy, mm. which is a which telling. Which you haven't read since I got you for Christmas. That's untrue. To, um, I've read half. Uh, it's also not in your nightstand because I was reading it the other day because. My nightstand is too. We also live together. Oh, yes. Um, is the other thing. One of the. One <laughs> so of you the... might hear some uh, apartment kind of squabble sometimes. Oh, very through. much so. Like. This guy never puts the lid down. I do. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I very much do. Oh, what, so Sam, you're reading Devil's Sam, Candy. By the way, Sam, I, and I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't make fun of Sam uh, goes to the bathroom with the lid down. Call in if you think that's weird okay. or I'm being judgmental. All right. So I am a 
I am a man. Oh, I, okay. You're going I, into this. Apparently, this is a thing. Because I've been, not berated, but people always seem to be confused by the fact that I like to sit down while going number one. And I like to but sit down. But he stands down. up while taking a dump. I, well, yeah. That's, that's the tit for tat. I can only he do, wants I have me to do to one for the other. Yeah. All the way, just like, oh my goodness. So I yeah. hear the, um, no, I, I mean. It's not for me. It's I not understand, like a, I understand your. Call in 718-673-673. Eight two zero one. I cannot guarantee that I'll, I'll figure out what to do. I think you just automatically are on whenever I. Play. I don't even know where's the. Te- we don't even have a telephone. Where's, where's the, the telephone? telephone? Where? Well, it's somewhere. It's connected. Don't worry about it. Okay, but anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I find it, I find it actually annoying because I'll, unless maybe I adopt your sitting technique. It's mm-hmm. just I don't like the fact of like when I'm sitting down, you have already sat down there as well. Mm. Kind of grosses me out. Hmm. Like, why? Like, why does that gross you out? I don't because understand. In a way, our butts have touched. <laughs> you know, the butt is like the cleanest part of the body. What, what scientific thing do you have behind that? Did you just pull that? I mean, I know hands are pretty gross because we're touching like, everything. Your, your butt, for the most part, is covered. Covered. <laughs> I don't know. It's just maybe I was growing up with just thinking, you know, butt is is gross. Mm-hmm. It, it's it. Okay, here's something. Not to be even more gross. But when you fart, mm. what do you think is the closest thing? It it basically spreads out into your pants, you know, okay. a nice layer. I'm just saying, it grosses me out. All right, so that's your issue. See, this is this is everyone. This and is how our easier. apartment normally is. Is Zach has some weird qualm about me keeping the lid down, which normally I feel like most people. I'm enjoy. not that bad about it because. Okay, film news. With, film okay, news. Film news. Yes. Also, shoot. I'm reading um Moby Dick. Um uh stories of our lives um which is a Ted Chang um book. Wait, no, it's not Ted. Um stories of our lives. Yes. Yeah, Ted Chiang. Um great book. Highly recommend it. Bunch of shorts. One of them um which is story of of Oh, sorry, story of your life. And others, story of your life is what Arrival is based off of, um, and so far I don't. I like the movie more, which I feel like is normally the story reverse. of our lives. When are you talking about the best? No, I. It's called story. <laughs> what? Am I talking uh, about best years of our lives? No. I don't know. Maybe they I'm talking about the-, the book Stories of Your Life and Others, ah. which is a collection of short stories uh, by Ted uh, Chiang. Damn it. Um, and uh, it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I do recommend it. Uh, it is severely overdue um, at the Brooklyn Library. Oh, no. They'll get you for that. How, well, there's how no severely- fines anymore. What? There's no fines? Yeah. That little- That's ridiculous. I know. But it does make always- me not. Uh, not feel too yeah, pressured exactly. to do it. There should be consequences for your actions. For my uh, accent, act actions. Also, um, so I think one of the biggest film news that I I mm. noticed, at least in business, because you know there's there's all different types of film news, but I think something that will have a lasting impact, um, is Amazon just closed its uh, its deal of its acquisition of MGM for eight point five billion dollars well slowly but surely all of these streaming companies are are going to be buying these studios i don't know if i like that very much 
Param- is Paramount owned by anything? Though, in a way, I got to tell you something. Part of me does kind of like the fact that I can stream a lot of stuff on Disney Plus. Like, I can get my Simpsons, my. So, yeah. I don't have to oh. look all over the world. Yeah, no, Paramount is definitely. I think, well, now Paramount but, is owned by CBS Viacom. You, what was I thinking? Do you think if, like, every. If there's, like. If we revert back to three channels, you know, uh-huh. like back in the day we had three channels. Yeah. And then it reversed back. I think it's going back. I Well, I think now it's like a top down thing in which. But how much will we be? How much do you think we'll have to be charged per month to get all three? Like it will be mm. like $20 for Amazon. You think they're going to work together? I don't think they're no, going to work No, they're not going to work together. So I don't think it. I mean, I guess, okay, we, we if we buy. So it's going to be like Netflix, Disney, Amazon, Disney. Well, no. So you got you got your. Th- these are the big ones. Uh, you got your Disney. You got your Netflix, which honestly, Netflix has a lot of crap. Like, I haven't yeah. seen anything good on Netflix. Netflix is its own brand of crap. That's just like... It has like a special... Like, I really do think... And it's funny because I remember always being like so excited because they were original streaming service. Mm-hmm. And now, when I think of them, I just think of like, oh, this looks horrible. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been something since... Uh, maybe... I mean, Stranger Things I look forward to. Yeah, but really, okay. yeah, I do. I'm gonna. Wa- I. It's funny though. It, the last time I remember watching it, I think I was, no, not living with parents, but like it was a long time ago, mm. maybe 2019. Mm-hmm. But I, I binge. No, it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, they just always. I feel like Netflix is now. Uh, like how they have like these are the top ten. It just seems more like YouTube now, where it's just like. It's. It's very specific Netflix kind of shows and Netflix kind of movies. And Netflix doesn't own... Because now it's the thing of like these streaming networks are buying these studios. So the studios are now connected with these streaming... Or yeah, the studios are now connected with these streaming services. So like HBO is HBO plus all of Warner Brothers. So it's like they have all the Warner Brothers things. So it's just like the history of all of film is being sectioned off into these different uh, streaming companies, whereas Netflix has yet to buy a uh, a a studio. I wonder if they're if that's if they're going to be in the red. Like if they're they're kind of like going. Uh, they're not. They're going to run out of movies. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, and, and there can never be run out of movies. Like, well, it's like if ex- they buy all the studios, they need to basically they need to buy a studio because everything is connected with some studio in some regard because like amazon you know just bought mgm in a way uh, star wars was like their studio that is its own like big bundle of stuff netflix oh netflix sorry i'm talking about netflix yes i was thinking something you're thinking of disney yeah yeah well Uh, disney is i mean it's maybe that's why netflix doesn't really they're maybe they are just becoming the schlock of the streaming world Uh like they're buying up all the like they're buying up all the crap Uh uh-huh someone will watch it while like HBO and all these other things are buying like legit cool stuff and making good stuff, like there are shows that I I don't care for for HBO, but for the most part, if it's HBO, it has this glisten and gleam of like mm. it's gonna be good. The best GUI, in my opinion, is HBO. GUI, GUI. What it's is like it? a user interface. The, I it's, a, it's not... a technical term for the user interface. Is a GUI. I didn't. I know, know this that. because when I worked as a self-driving car operator, oh my, we called it a GUI. Now, is that universal, or is that just? Um, it's a tech thing, or is it just a tech thing, or is it for just your company? 
anyways, we're getting into the. I, I'm pretty sure it's 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 just a um, it's just a technical term. It's just a technical term for interface. I, just, I don't want. Okay, to sorry. Like a... The the interface for HBO. But I I will be using that if I'm in a crowd like, oh, this is a cool GUI. <laughs> will anybody know what the heck that is? Because do you know how much times that I'm like surrounded by somebody and somebody will say something that sounds obviously not like everybody knows? Call in at 718-673-8201 if GUI is a word that... um, Because I've never heard that before. It's Well, it's abbreviation for G-U-I. G-U-I. That's GUI. GUI. Grogu. Remember that guy? Of course. GUI, okay, is a type of screen interface that is found on most computers consisting of menus, icons that can be controlled by a mouse. GUI is an abbreviation for graphical user interface. So maybe I'm using it incorrectly. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so, taking your word for it, so I don't really know if... I don't know. I, I, can I trust you? That's hmm. the thing. Because I a like, question of life. Do you know there's so many times where I've taken what people have said and like been like, oh, they're so confident in that, and... Thank God I've never well, been that's embarrassed. The, that's all language. If someone says something confident enough and then enough people agree with it and then it just becomes part of the, the, the lexicon of of what is being said. And it's based on like if someone says confident or like if they're overly confident about it, which is why I'm, I'm feeling like gooey is not because I don't know. It seems like I'm crumbling your mm-hmm. your stance on it. Okay. But. So anyways, the gooey or slash the, the user interface of HBO is the best and i i think we can all i i feel yeah. like it's the best as in first off the sound effects no one talks enough about no not like the actual bringing on of hbo or whatever you just did but like what is if that? you go far if you like scroll all the way on like all these movies and stuff you'll see like it'll make a sound when you hit the wall or like when you scroll too far this is like boop, boop. yeah but there is one thing, and I, I I think it's Netflix that does where it's like when it pops up. Well, Netflix needs to stop autoplaying. Oh, so yes, autoplaying is annoying. Um, though the one that I hate the most, I've been having a lot of trouble with, and it still stinks, is Disney. Hmm. Like Disney will like say I want to watch The Simpsons, yeah, and I'll click on The Simpsons tab, and Not it like that every single night Go it ahead. will it will just start playing the episode I watched before. Uh-huh. There's like a specific way that I have to watch, but it's just that one function that I find to be very annoying. Hmm. Um, yeah, Disney is definitely the worst interface. I love YouTube. YouTube has a very good, but like it's just all videos, like little mini videos. Anyways, what but, were we talking about before? Uh, so, oh, that was the film news. Is Amazon's buying or bought oh, yeah. uh, MGM? Well, I I had which now I guess. I just thought, what is MGM? Because MGM's a studio at Disney World. Well, that's Disney James World. Bond. Well, that's it's a studio at at Disney World. When I think of MGM, so let's name them some things that uh, now Jeff Baldman Bozo has. He has the James Bond series. He has the Pink Panther series. <laughs> I, he must have some uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Mm. So wait, does that mean he owns the license to Hitchcock movies? I, I don't know if is MGM. He must have done some MGM stuff. I, I'm, he, he's got a boatload of of movies, and he has um, a boat, and he's got a boat. he's got a big yacht that he's like tearing down architecture for. 
so I could pass through. Oh, oh, yeah. Jeff Arch- Bezos. Yeah. Architecture. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that's my news. Do you have any news? Um, I saw, I mean, I, I call up my people and they give me some news. Okay. And the little news that they've given me, apparently there's a Play-Doh movie coming out <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah, there's a play, uh, there is going to be a Play-Doh animated movie. Uh, and it's with Emily V. Gordon uh-huh. and John M. Uh, Chu. Okay. So take that and uh, enjoy There's it. A Play-Doh movie. Play-Doh. Every toy is but now going to Think about it. There was a Lego movie, and that was wildly successful. So get somebody who's creative behind the wheel What's of What's another toy that is missing out? Lego is already, you know, well, gone nuts. But like, one thing that Play-Doh. I know, I feel like eventually will happen is uh, bla- Blade Blub. Blade bladers. Oh. Battle blades. Yeah, something like the that. The ones where it was like a little thing and you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a few of those. I, I love them. But I just I just like the aesthetic effect of like ripping it. I think uh, just ripping one, you know? Yeah, Beyblade. Beyblade. And it had the onomatopoeia. Well, not onomatopoeia, but the... Uh, the ba-ba, you know, Blade Blade. Bla- Wait, what was it called? Blaster Blade. It's Beyblade. Beyblade. What yeah. does Beyblade stand for? I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, yeah, that that one's gonna be one Lincoln Logs. What if Lincoln Logs comes out with a? <laughs> Did you just come up with a Lincoln Log? Lincoln Logs. Do you not mm. know what Lincoln Logs? No, are? I know what Lincoln Logs are. I'm just thinking like it's gonna be like a an Abraham Lincoln biopic brought to yeah, you by. Yeah, but with Lincoln. Also, we're gonna get to this in a second. We're because I watched a bunch of the Oscar shorts. Um, but one of the Oscars shorts, um, which has Riz Ahmed in it. Um, who is he from? He was in Sound of Metal. Oh, love that guy. That's who yeah. I thought it was from. Yeah. Love Sound of Metal, by the way. That was a great movie. Um, but he was in a short, which might have been my favorite live action short, but it was produced by We Transfer. It was a We Transfer film. Really? Yeah. If love anyone we here likes. Oh, we're not, we're not sponsored by them. But... Hey, We Transfer, if you want to sponsor us, we'll sponsor. Well, no, we're not going to sponsor you, but we'll we'll take um we'll take a sponsor. We'll take a sponsor. I have been, I have used we sponsor, <laughs> we transfer for years now. Yeah, I'm giving them a little advertising. Well, that's not true. That's a dirty lie, huh? Um, I have used we transfer. I will. For... I talked. We you just sent to me something via we, we transfer. But this right was a this. new thing. I haven't used we transfer in like I haven't had to use it in a year because I haven't had a, a videographer job. So we transfer is now producing short films. Yeah. Um. But That's... you have to have, you know, some Oscar nominated actor. Do you have involved. to? <laughs> That's I'll, part of the contract. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, work for we transfer. I wonder how many people actually work for WeTransfer. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess... 27. 27 on the dot. There's one office in the basement of some place in Soho, and that's where all of WeTransfer does all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you Soho, think WeTransfer... Yeah. In New York? Yes. Soho. <laughs> it's pretty... What is so? Did, did you know that Soho stands for something? Did you know that? Did you? Are you... Yes, I knew that. Zach. What does it stand for? <sighs> it stands for know. South of Houston or Hudson N- oh, or whatever. Oh, really? Yes. I, I don't think you're right. Stand for it. All right. Yes, it is. It is 100% how, south, of, south of, Houston. of Houston. Good job. Yeah, because there's also NoHo, which is north of Houston. Oh, my goodness. 
I always thought, never mind. All right. So one thing uh, we want to do today. So we're um, something I did yesterday. Because this oh, this is the but, first uh, episode of this series in which we are not we don't have a guest. We darn have a guest it! I was actually next. I was week. I was what? hoping that I wanted to be like at the very end of the episode and be like, by the way, we don't have a guest. Bye. Because <laughs> now, like, people are gonna probably be like, oh, they don't have a guest. Well, well that's the thing with being live, baby. See ya. You told me that beforehand. No, I but just, it was all in the moment, eh? Because mm, now over here, people got so, like. Anyways, uh, one of the things that we. I w- we want to do a few like you know skits and segments. So something I decided to do um, was I was going to um, go do um, I was going to watch a movie. I want to go to a bunch of like these small indie film or theaters and like promote them and talk about them. Um, but at the same time, I thought it would be interesting if I did a version of Gonzo journalism, um, in which people don't know Gonzo journalism. It is Hunter S. Thompson, and he, um, the parents who are listening are not going to enjoy this, but um, he does a bunch of drugs and goes and reports on things. And invariably, it turns into mostly about the drugs having effect on him in this environment. Um, So... I was going to do that at this movie. You're li- so what are you saying? You're saying on air. Well, I just did. I just did an edible. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that bad. But I was I was curious of what would happen. Um, not that I haven't done that before, but I thought it would be an interesting idea to do this and like just see if I could, if it would be interesting, and um, it uh. I'll I'll just I'll just show you. This is this is this show is show me. No no no. I'm showing you. So this is beforehand. This is me going in. Oh so this is also me just talking about spectacle theater as well. I was about to say. So you're comparing yourself to Hunter S. Thompson. You know he went crazy and and. Uh, well, let's just say I'm not going to do this again. But this is also more of a promotion for spectacle theater. Oh, very good. And apparently for drugs too. Whoa, what? Oh. Okay, so Sam is about to play a video. Uh, he's putting some audio on. And that's what this is. Here we go. Hello, hello. Um, this is beforehand. This is I me. I am currently on my way to Spectacle um, to watch a movie. It's a very lovely day outside. Exactly. Uh, everyone, it's one of the first days where people are actually. Um, happy to be outside and roaming around. And I chose today to be inside of a dark theater watching a random story or a random movie I know nothing about. Um, so I think, oh yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, so this movie is called Criminally Insane. Um, I know nothing else besides that, and also that it starts at 5, and the tickets are only $5. So this movie theater spectacle is very much a hole in the wall. Um, in fact, it looks like someone's apartment that, or used to be an apartment, um, that has since been turned into a movie theater. Um, 
<clears throat> and so the goal is, I'm going to take mm, a low qual or low dosage. Sorry for um my family who is listening, but I'm going to take a low dosage of edibles, <clears throat> uh, like 20 milligrams, which is fairly low for me, and uh, come out the other side. Um, and give you my review of the movie and probably some other stuff as well. Um, the neighborhood itself is... It's, it's Williamsburg. It's cool. It's chill. It's next to a basketball course. Um, I'm like 10 minutes early. I locked my bike up. Hopefully it's not stolen. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. Bye-bye. So I'm not going to show you what happened afterwards um, because um, I just kind of fell into the city and just kind of walked around and didn't really do a whole lot of talking about the movie itself. Um, but I do like the idea of reviewing movie theaters in this way of like going around and like kind of doing it, but like without um, with a sober mind. Um so, I will say, so the movie that I ended up watching was um, this movie called uh, Criminally Insane, which was a movie about, uh, it was from the 70s, and basically it's, this the movie, spe the movie theater spectacle is so great because it's just the worst, strangest movies you can find that you would only find on like some weird VF, uh, VH, VHS um, or some like bottom of the barrel um, DVD, and they just play it in a small, like, kind of grungy music, uh, uh, movie theater, and, um, they, so this one was from the 70s, and the whole premise of this movie was this insane woman who, they don't explain why she's insane, she's just insane, insane, and comes back from, like, a mental ward, and even the doctors are just like, it's against our better judgment to let her go, but we have to, and so they let her go, and then <laughs> she goes home, and the and they she's also like slightly obese, um, and the mom who's taking care of her is just like, well, you can't eat any more food until you get skinny, or is like we're only doing three meals a day, and so the mentally insane person takes a knife and like stabs her, but it's just like the cheesiest horror stabbing with like the m most fake red blood, and then it's just the the rest of the movie is just people show up to the house and. And inevitably just gets just gets stabs because they get in the way of her eating food. Um, and it was it was something you would see on like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, but you just see it by yourself in a movie theater. Um, I would highly I would I, I watching the movie. I wasn't I wasn't enjoying myself, but I, I would definitely recommend just going with a group. Um, also, I also feel like it should be more the people I was with didn't really laugh as much because it was kind of just a funny over-the-top movie. Um, I would recommend going and, like, just, you know, just being, you know, just have a good time, laugh, and, like, kind of just have it more of a communal experience. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to keep going back to Spectacle, and I'm going to keep reviewing, um, maybe not next week or the week after, but I'm going to try to go around and, like, find random indie Indie theaters and like what are them? What other indie theaters are you thinking about? So they, I actually talked to the front. Synecdoche. Desk. Wait, I keep 
forgetting what the a theater is near us. Syndicated. Syndicated. I keep wanting to call it syndicated. Uh, so there's Anthology, um, which does a lot of old movies. Um, there's Print and Matter and Swiss Institute, which are together. They're in the same building. Um, and those were the ones that I, I talked to. Like, the, there's literally um, um, spectacle is just one person in the back who has access to a computer that they just push play and like a digital projector starts projecting. Um, that's all of that's all it is. Um, but like, I talked to the person in the back. Um, she was really nice, and she just gave me. Um, a lot of other indie theaters and like, like what to, what, what she's like, she also does curation and it's all volunteer run, um, spectacle and they come up with the, the, um, I was going to say playlist. Um, they come up with like the screenings, um, themselves. Um, but yeah, it's in Williamsburg. It's a cool area. Um, the tickets are only like five bucks. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, and it's normally open seven. You can like rent out the theater as well, but normally it's open from seven to it opens up around seven. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my little intro to, to spectacle theater. Uh, would you? Um, I really want to go because I love those kind of theaters. Yeah. Um, I have not gone to a lot of theaters uh, that I want to um, just due to trying to make my own movies mm. and getting those out so they can play at spectacle i haven't even been to syndicated yet you haven't been to syndicated not as a movie oh man i've i've gone there for several drinks uh but never <laughs> for many many drinks but uh i, I do want to go because it's like five bucks is it five bucks plus tax yes it's five bucks sorry a little bit of false advertising it's tax technically six point Two three dollars. Oh my goodness! I don't think I could do it. Yeah, that's a turnoff. Um, no, no, no. That's much easier than I think. That's like the cheapest I've ever seen uh, any movie theater. Mm -hmm. Like especially in New York. Yeah. Ever so often, see, I have seen not to do a little bit of rant, but I will. Ever so often, I'll like. Uh, I find that I always just assume everything's super expensive here in uh, New York, but I. I I'll find little pockets mm. like for the first time. This isn't film news, but for the first time in in my entire life, I wouldn't even say adult, but on the in 28 years of life, I have never been to happy hour because I always want to do stuff after work uh -huh. because happy hour is like five to seven or something. Yeah. I finally went to happy hour, had like five intense, like well-crafted drinks. It was like 22 bucks. So this syndic this this spectacle place mm -hmm. is great for people like me who want to see a movie and you know and kind of sick of all the movies that are in theaters these days. That's crazy that you just found out about Happy Hour. I I know about Happy uh, Hour. This is the first time you've gone to a Happy yes, Hour. Yes, I I know about Happy Hour. <laughs> Once again, we're movie people. Happy Hour is like a thing in movies and such. Actually, is I think it, it's is a... Is there a movie all about happy... They should make... A, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's like a cheesy like horror movie called Happy Hour. See, In I'm, which someone goes and it's like, oh, it's happy hour. So and when then I, things... There's like a reason why it's like that cheap or something. But it's only two... You know, that would be perfect because happy hour two is hours. two hours. Exactly. It would be all the time frame. So they're the, on the this two. like... <laughs> and it begins with just like... 
happy hour and everyone rushes in like it's like a bunch of kids going to a chocolate store. And then while this store, is happening, there's a bunch a of chocolate like, store. Well, no, it's this, it's a simile <laughs> or not a simile. It's a metaphor of like kids running the way that kids would run into a oh. chocolate store. Like, yay. It's and then the same it like thing, turn, but, and then it like it, it, it superimposes and fades into like adults like running into a beer store. Yeah. And, you know, something I realized that movies have movie trailers have not had mm-hmm. for a long time is the generic like like when two o'clock or when five o'clock hits mm-hmm. it's everybody's favorite time and then like it will cut to Brad Pitt being or like to Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds being like hey anybody want for a happy hour <laughs> from the people who brought you cool running and uh happy Gilmore proudly presents happy hour well, that's because Don La LaFontaine is dead. Is dead. He's so dead. But like, oh my there are other voices. I feel like we're not nice to dead, to dead people. people on this. You're, you're not nice to dead people. Well, I'm a fan of zombies. So me being mean about like, imagine like Don, what's his name? Don, Don LaFontaine. Uh, yeah. Would you be so happy if he's not at your best friend's face? <laughs> you're like, oh, I was so respectful to him when he died. Well, I wasn't, so I feel like he. Uh, it would be. Uh, I think you're also talking about our mishap from last week. Yeah, that's what I'm talking okay. about. Well, you listen to last week. I was maybe a little bit too. Uh, it was so sudden. I, when it, I, I will say when tragedy hits, it. Yeah. I, my, I'm immediately just joke senator. I got yeah. yelled at once for making a a slight joke on January sixth. Uh, oh. Yeah, but it was it wasn't like about it. I was just I was making fun of our. Uh, President and Queef at the time. Uh, this is a PG show. Yeah. Uh, is it a PG show? No, it's not. Okay, I was. You just... It's a life show. It's whatever, whatever grade you would give to life. Mm. But I don't. I I keep wondering, and this is all uh, getting a little off topic. And then I want to go to your next thing. Is um, you know, I always want to make want to make sure. Like, is there has is there anything on here that I would get canceled over uh. on this show? And I don't think so. I may have done a voice like, no, never mind. I don't want to even <laughs> look past the show. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get on SNL. So mm. I, I want to make sure I could still get on SNL. You want to get on SNL? No. Oh, I just, there's the, there's a slight joke of like a guy who got on SNL for like all of two weeks and then somebody found out that he oh, said something yeah. like kind of racist. Yeah. And by kind of racist, I mean extremely racist. Mm hmm. But uh, that's neither here or there. I remember that. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, the next phase, this is up to you, Zach. Um, do we want to do the one that we were talking about, the next segment, what we were talking about right outside? Hmm. We could. Um, Sam and I, yeah, let's let's do it. So Sam and I want to do a new segment uh, where we talk about the uh, the worst choices of best films yes so movies that are considered to be fantastic either as a blockbuster or reviews but we think the worst worst. of the top so what i'm gonna do but oh yes but you know what have you have you seen uh harakira before akira no harakira it's a um um is it a kurosawa movie it's kabayashi uh no interesting this is oh wow so i'm looking at 
the top 10 letterbox movies because that's what I was going to base it off of. But I haven't seen I haven't seen this movie, which maybe I'll watch tonight, frankly. Mm. I'm a little perturbed why I haven't seen this. What is, um, what is it's this? It's a Japanese masterpiece from Masaki Kubayashi. Hold on, I'm coming Kubayashi. over. I'm looking it up. Um, and it's this movie here. It's number three. Zach is, is aghast. N- number three of what? Of the top rated movies on Letterboxd. Available on Criterion Channel, apparently. Yes. What's Breath is horrible. Really? Yeah. Sit down. Um, <laughs> um, but number one is Parasite. Number two is Come and See. Number four is the is Godfather. Number five is Godfather Part Two. Man, those are always. I think together. the reason why my breath. Stinks. Oh, I also don't know the A Human Condition Three. What the? These are in the Seven Samurai, Twelve Angry Men, A Dog's Will. Whoa, it's a Brazilian comedy film. Interesting. Now I have all, and then Spirited Away. Um, I gotta watch three movies apparently tonight. Um, so maybe we won't use that. Let's do um, basic BFI top one hundred. I'm just thinking of lists. Um, so this is this is based off of the British Film Institute, and the reason why we're doing BFI is because they um are international. Um, whereas AFI is just American movies and. Um, I do not abide. Uh, well, we so have Vertigo, we have... Vertigo, Citizen Kane, Tokyo Story. Um, now, I think this is an interesting... So, the thing Sam and I want to do, and I want to try to figure out another title, uh, but the title we currently have is The uh, the Worst of the Best. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I want to change it, and maybe I'm... Should I say why I want to change it? Yeah. Okay. The reason why I want to change it is I'm a huge red red letter media guy, mm-hmm. and they have a whole thing out there called Best of the Worst, mm-hmm. which is the movies themselves are horrible, but they choose from three movies which ones are the best, mm-hmm. and that varies between like which one was the most enjoyable or which one truly was the worst. But what we're doing is switching it, and I want to change it because in a way it's like a to me, it feels like a ripoff. Mm-hmm. We're just switching the words around. But in a way, it could also be considered genius because we're taking a concept that a lot of people do. But in a way, actually, this is pretty smart. We're, like Nobody ever chooses which one is the worst out of like three classic movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a smart man. He's a smart man. But like I was thinking outside, like, hold on. How is there another way? Like, so call in. Or um, email me or like any of us on if you have a better title for ha- like a little a title for this segment where we, you know, say, we need more. We need more people to to call, call in. in. We've I think we've only had one person call in. And I think I was one of those people who called in yeah. for a character. So these so the 10 movies again for the top BFI films. And we're just this is we're just going off of BFI is eight and a half. Passion of Joan of Arc. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Keep going. You haven't seen Eight and a Half? I have not. You and I started watching it, too, and we turned it off. I think you fell asleep. Oh, my deal. I've seen all of these movies. Okay, keep going. We need to watch more movies. This is the whole movie. You haven't seen Eight and a Half? No, I haven't. And Joan of Arc, we have, so I need to see that. Okay, keep going. (sighs) Passion of Joan of Arc, uh, Man with a Moving Camera. I've seen it. The Searchers. Seen it. 2001. Of course. Sunrises, Song of Two Humans. Seen it. 
Rules of the Game, we've seen. Seen it. Tokyo Story. Seen it. Uh, Sizz the Kane. Mm, seen it and have on Criterion, and they have not sent me yeah, back the yeah, DVD yeah. yet. When is that coming back? Yeah, so people who it's bought... It's been three months. Yeah, so we bought... Um, I got uh, Zach, uh, Sizz and Kane on Blu-ray. And it immediately that, like was corrupted or the, something was wrong the with it. disc number one was... I'm sure everyone here who's it's listening will understand. Film, which is the it's a presentation. We've now waited three months now to get the new updated DVD. And I want to have a movie night with... Our friends, where we watch Citizen Can Kane. Can say possibly enemies? Of and enemies. I'm inviting enemies as well. Yeah. Because I want to turn them into friends or, you know, know your friends closer than you do. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Is there something that's like, there There should be a name for, I guess it's just acquaintance? Like, what's someone that's not your friend, it's not your enemy, but like perfectly in between? I would say acquaintance. No, that is yeah, acquaintance. acquaintance. is closer to friend, though. So. I guess it's just a person. But the thing is, is I think you want... To have someone closer to the friend, so that it's never. I don't think there's. Ever I guess just a random person in the world is just that's okay. Like, anyways. what's an enemy? What's closer to an enemy? An annoyance. Yeah. Who's like they're not trying to be your enemy, but yeah. they're just a in nuisance. the way. Yeah. A okay. nu- well, you got to go with the A. Uh, you know, acquaintance. Oh, annoyance. so you have to go with the A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got and it. they're A. They're an A. Mm. But um, yeah. So I've seen all. Oh, what was the next one after Criterion Collection? <laughs> Citizens Kane, Vertigo. I haven't seen it. So okay. I, I haven't seen two of them. You haven't those. seen Eight and a Half and Passion of the Joan of Arc. Okay. What's great is those are the bottom two. So we'll do the top eight. Okay. The best of, or the worst, the worst oh. of the top eight and of I the can, BFI. Let's say it together, okay? In my opinion. Now, I have not seen oh, Sunrise. Oh, well, no. I def- oh, so you haven't seen. Oh, no, no, no. In a while. Okay. I do remember some very, so in a way, because... Out of the movies, I want to say one, but it's only because I seen it recently and was not as impressed as I thought. Yeah, I would. so we were gonna say it at the same time. Yeah, because it's gonna be the same one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. so after one. Okay. So wait, wait. So after one, so you're just gonna say one, and then we're gonna do it. Yes. So I'm gonna say one. So, no, no. So I'm gonna go three, two, one. Flubu. Okay. Okay. So here we okay. go, and we're gonna say the movie. We're not gonna say flubu. Okay. All right. Here we go. Three, two. One, the Rules of the game. What? Wait, I'm actually surprised. Rules of the game, I did not like. I liked Rules of the game. I thought it was pleasant. I thought it was funny. The searchers. I just just don't like any movie. It's just like the the reason why people show up to dinner and then some kooky things happen. There's the okay. The reason why I thought the searcher was and Martin Scorsese, I think, is literally dead now. Because of me saying this, okay. uh, <laughs> not to me. He's yet. an old man. Check so. to see if he's dead. Um, if he is, I'm calling off work. But um, <laughs> but no, the Searchers is like it's about a racist man who I feel like the people making it were also racist. He's not dead. Good, Martin Scorsese. You're talking about. Um, now, yes. Don't the, mind the, the what's his face, Martin Scorsese, who did uh, the Searchers. Oh, John Ford. John he Ford is, is, dead. is very dead. He's so dead. Yeah. And uh, we saw, there was a documentary we saw him recently uh, made by Peter Bogdanovich, mm. who is dead. Uh, I forget what the thing is. It's like a John Ford document. Just look up John Ford documentary by Peter ba- Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. And I thought it was fascinating, but each interview with like super famous, like John Wayne, um, Jimmy Stewart, you know, mm. all these big guys, and they're all just like, yeah, so like, he, he would, kind of, he uh, would uh, like, well, he would bully uh, us. You say, like, <laughs> he would call. He, I, he called me over once, and he said, 
Oh, what do you think about uh, Jimmy's clothing? Now, Jimmy is a black man. And I thought, I said to him, well, uh, well, John Ford, I, I think it's a little Uncle Tomish. And so John Ford, of course, he goes, hmm, all, uh, all right, uh, okay. And he calls everybody over and he goes, hey, everybody, uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart thinks I'm a freaking fuck <laughs> racist. Something like that. Yeah. And basically, he, he, he changed turned, the story a little bit, but he t- well, he turned everybody against, and you know, yeah. John Wayne's over it, here going like, "Well, well sometimes you gotta get a a rock thrown at your face." <laughs> That's literally one of the stories. It's like some guy's oh, not yeah. acting well, and he throws a rock at him. <laughs> and they interview this guy. You know, he's like eighty five years old, and the actor's like, <laughs> "Yeah." They always, these like super famous people, they always like these abuse, like, yeah, so he threw a rock at my face. Yeah, there's like this weird, I mean, I guess this is like the mentality right after World War II, and maybe this is us being millennial slash Gen Z, I'm Gen Z, um, maybe this is us being, you know, the younger generation, but like, there was just this over acceptance of like, yeah, you know, he kind of beat me up and like, but like made me better, you know, it got everyone in line. And I I feel like the search the thing though is I do think that Searchers is a good movie. That I need door, to see it. The thing is that door scene is too iconic of a shot. Yes. Whereas and the, and the, rules of the game, there's oh, there's really maybe this is how I based it. The rules of the game, there wasn't anything worth. It was it was a uh, uh, a satire around that time. Of like the bourgeoisie in 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 um in uh, where is that in France I think wait rules of the game where did that take place again Zach do you remember uh the bo- um and that would be in yeah, it's French. French yeah yeah, yeah. In France. love that movie it by was the way. on the yeah so it's on the cusp of World War Two and it's I'm just reading this now verbatim it's uh Ren- Renoir's satire of the upper middle class was banned it was banned for demoralized by uh demoralizing the French government for uh, two decades. Um, and yeah, just kind of made fun of the upper class and being like, oh, there's no war about to happen. You know, that whole time period beforehand where it's just like peace in our time or whatever Lyndon or yeah, Lindenberg said. Um, so, um, I mean, I get the cultural significance of the movie, but at the same time, um, it just, I, I, I need, I need, a, I need a little spice in my in my uh, soup, you know. Are you talking about with searchers or with? I'm talking about with the rules of the game. I need something oh, it a was, little bit more. There was. I mean, you're right. It was. If it was made today, <sighs> it's not even that. If it was made today, because there's a lot of other movies at that time that were just as. This came out in '39. That was the decade. Uh, well, I guess of American films. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of other movies, and even movies of Renoir's that I enjoyed. Rules of the game, just not a fan. I don't understand why that. I like, you're the, not a fan. Now, can I tell you something that's a little blasphemous? I also don't know if I was the biggest fan of Tokyo Story. That's not really blasphemous. Um, it's just I I was a little boy. I feel like maybe if I saw it in theaters or something like that, I could maybe. I don't know. Maybe Tokyo Story hit me at like the right place at the right time. Yeah, just I mean the thing is, is it's about like aging. I get it. You know. We will all get old and your kids are kind of, but I was not really emotionally hit by it. Mm. Now let's go through that list again. Like Citizen Kane, 
I like a lot. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey transcends movie making, in my opinion. Uh, well, Citizen Kane. So I like this. How about every week, Sam? We find a list and find the worst one. Yes. Yeah. But we, the problem is, is when it comes to the best. Well, could we do what they do in the best of the worst and like pick from three or four movies? Because um, there's uh, when it comes to BFI, yeah, like the the rather. So let's ju- okay, let's do this then. The top three sun. Oh, the top three are, um, to- Virgo, uh, Citizen Kane, and Tokyo Story. Okay, this is good. So um, you would probably say Tokyo Story. Though. Tokyo Story is the worst, of the best. I would say. This is very hard. <laughs> How Just is that hard? It, it, I would okay. say I would say Vertigo. Now, of course, the best. I would say oh Vertigo. Oh my goodness, we only have ten more minutes, and you just said Vertigo over. T- okay, I, I think Vertigo, Vertigo is very overrated. And of course, I love. And maybe it's just because I, like, I can get all the dimensions of Jimmy Stewart's acting because one person. Oh, is better because you can actually get it. Well, no, You're saying so, I can't get it. No, it's not that you can't. You can't not get it with like. Of course, I love Parasite and I love everything about the acting and the. I'm just saying, like, I can, like, I maybe. I'm just saying is maybe one of the reasons why I like Vertigo better than Tokyo's Story is because I can get all the like, and maybe the no. That's I was about to say maybe the copy I watched of Tokyo's Story was not as good, but it was Criterion Channel. Well, at the end of the day, but, it's the taste. Yes. I mean, it's Vertigo love, is much more of a mind game, whereas Tokyo Story is very much just like, I also in a way, the, kind of watching paint dry. Like, it's very slow, that, and, yeah, and there's not so. a whole lot that happens um, besides some points. But, like, there, it, it is a very slow burn movie, whereas Vertigo stylistically hits off pretty quickly, and you don't know exactly what happens, um, but, like, very quickly it, it becomes... Uh, like a whole a whole thing, um, or visually it's an, it's it's really nice. I guess I I'm just like I for some reason I was bored with Vertigo. I was entranced, and I actually think I watched Vertigo on a not great copy. I think I may have like done you know the Vertigo full movie, watch it on like one two yeah. three movies thing, and uh, then <clears throat> Citizen Kane. At least Zach and I will. I feel like it's one of the greatest. Written. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I hate to seem like everybody else who ever watches movie, but I love it. Yeah, uh, there's even the one. There's only one scene of Citizen Kane that I could say maybe is a little a jarring, and let's say it at the same time. Okay, three, two, one. Know. The parrot screaming. I don't know. Do you know that scene where it's like? Like Citizen Kane is like talking, and all of a sudden it's just a parrot going like, "Oh yeah," and it's so jarring. Yeah, but I realize now one, what a risky move to put into a movie. Like it comes so like Citizen Kane, like uh, Charles Foster Kane is talking, and it will like it goes over him talking. Yeah, and the reason why I heard people uh, he he did that was he thought people may be bored of the movie, so he's just like, "Let's throw in this to wake people up." That's great. So before we leave, because we have about eight minutes left, I just want to go through because I've I've seen basically all of the shorts um, for the Oscars for this year. For this, this is two thousand twenty-two. Oscars wanna... are, are coming up, right? I know. Actually, part of me thought it already happened. It's the thing people don't like though is that it is it was already pre-recorded. Oh yeah, it's next. Oh really? Yeah. It's or next I think next weekend and the hosts are it's, it's is a Sunday. strange combination the hosts are regina king who uh-huh. you gotta love 
Yeah. Uh, you got uh, uh, Wilma Skype, Sipes, Skype, and some other woman. <laughs> Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. And it's Amy, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall. Amy Schumer, yes. Yeah. And Amy Schumer is already joking about how she's going to talk about her vagina. Or so something. anyways, so that's that's the Oscars, which is next week. We, you know, we, we typically don't care too much. On the show, I can't believe we're actually even talking about it. Wait, but I I do appreciate shorts, and the shorts is a great way of it's it is something that is I, I don't know if a lot of these are going to be shown actually, but um, I think that of the 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 things that need to be brought to attention is it is the shorts because these are the things that people don't really talk about, and these are just people from all over the the world. It's like international. That's the other thing. The shorts is like an international uh, competition within the Oscars. Right. And not so, a lot of people the thing is is like I feel like not a lot of people watch the shorts. Yeah. So, it so maybe the th- the 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 best of my opinion were the animations. Now There's, you're talking about legitimately the best. In my opinion the best were the animation. Not like the worst. The no. Best. This is just of the of the shorts I think the animations were the best. Uh-huh. There's a fair affairs of the art, bestia, box ballet, um Robin Robin and the windshield wiper. And I think the I think what's probably going to win is like this kind of cheesy one called Robin Robin, which is like a musical Christmas themed like stop motion. Uh, I didn't think it was that interesting. I wouldn't rec- really recommend it. But literally every single one of these besides Robin Rob Robin Robin, um, I feel like was interesting. I just feel like Robin Robin's going to win because typically the happy animation wins. And then also typically the live action ones, they are all very sad. Every single one of the live action shorts are way too sad than they need to be. There's one in particular, the dress, which I think kind of crossed the line a little bit of being way too sad. Um, Like it took, it would have been better if it wasn't sad, but instead they made it horribly sad. (laughs) Um, It just ends on a sad note. It just ends on a sad note. And it's a 30-minute short, and it's just like, give me something different than what, I don't know. Give me liberty. Please Hold was kind of funny sad, but it was still sad. Um, They were all sad. My favorite, though, was The Long Goodbye, which has uh, Riz Ahmed, um, who, it was a little bit, like, they did it something interesting. It wasn't just like live action, or it wasn't just like, this is a sad world and people being sad in this world. The Long Goodbye did something a little bit, like, fantastical, which I guess I'm always attracted to. And then the documentary, the number one, I ha- I've only seen two of them, but my friend who I was with, Sam Baum, friend of the show, who knows a lot about Oscars um, and, like, how things are won and stuff, um, says that the, the, one, the one I watched with him, Audible, is probably going to win because it's about a bunch, it's a deaf um, high school uh, it's a football team of a deaf high, deaf high school, um, hearing impaired. I don't know what the correct. And they play. Is. And they play football. So it's about them and how they play football. And also, there's like some personal strife with like the head football. I bet person. you could just do it with like the vibrations. Well, what's interesting is instead of whistles, they have a giant drum that they ha- the the coach or someone hits to like if if. They need to whistle. That's how they get it. And they feel the vibration? Yeah, and they feel the vibrations of people coming up behind them. Like, they can, they know exactly what they're doing. Hmm. Um, it was, I mean, it was, also, it's great. I mean, there's so many, 
movies coming out now about about like the the deaf community seriously you know, there was sound of metal last year Loved it. and then this year they you have coda, coda and which... then they also have audible so there's a lot but i love it too because it's all it's in a way because this the documentary is mostly quiet it's mostly silent and just some ambient music so in a way it's kind of like this weird meditation this whole movie um and i was really blown away by it um some of the stuff definitely seems staged, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This does not, this is not, this is not real." Um, but also, I have a movie recommendation. Okay, go ahead. That's all I had to say about so it. So I, I have, I, I find myself not watching a lot of movies, which stinks since I'm on a movie radio show. I watch more TV and YouTube and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but a movie I did throw on because I was really interested in in it was a uh, uh, 1990s. I forget exactly 90s, but like. It was. It's called Falling Down, which stars um, Michael Douglas mm. in his '90s vibe. You know, you got Wall Street and Falling Down. Um, but it's directed by Joel Shoemaker, and it also has uh, Robert Duvall mm. in his older age. Uh, but it's very interesting because it's about a guy who just has it one day. He's like just in his car waiting to get to his daughter's birthday. And he just walks out in the street and just starts getting harassed by people and then starts just beating up people. It's kind of a like a slow, dis- like a much quicker descent than Taxi Driver. Um, like he'll like he's at a um, at a like a gas station and wants a Coke, but the Coke is too much. And so he beats up the guy and beats up the store. And he's just like, like, I will get like, how much is this Coke? He's like fifty cents, which mm. of course ninety. So you recommend it? I do recommend it. It's okay. good. It's silly, but it, it's just the right amount of right. silly with. Anyways, uh, action. Got it. So that's our recommendations for today. Next, we have Andy uh, Thies um, coming on, who is a sound mixer. Ooh. I will say he also said uh, he listened to the one with Arsham, and he said, "Is that really what Zach is like in real life?" Are you serious? And I said yes. And he said, "Great, I'm going to to improv." Well, he was gonna he's gonna uh, jive with you. I, th- I thought he, you were gonna say he's like, "Oh well, I'll make sure to argue with him." <laughs> <laughs> he might just. So you're gonna see some uh, some of that or listen to it rather. Nice next week, and Maybe I'm gonna we'll time this perfect because um, I have 16 second song that I'm gonna play. And here we go. Bye bye. Godspeed, bye.